This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to Pretty Lies and Alibis. Let's seek the truth and travel the long road to justice together. What you know, alibiers? Welcome to another episode of Pretty Lies and Alibis. I'm Gigi. This is Try To because, y'all, I'm missing that clean, Boise, pollen-free air. I just had a sneeze fit for 20 minutes, and I'm back. So if my eyes look red, swollen, I haven't been to the bar I haven't been smoking anything. It's just pollen. All right. Big thank you to everybody who's donated. And also big, big thank you to one of my Patreon subscribers, Tiffany, who did this awesome wood panel with my Grammy's picture on it. She also did one of me with my aunt, who I love and miss dearly. And then she sent one for me to send Kay and Larry that has JJ on it. So thank you so much, my friend. It means a lot. I cried when I opened it. Okay, so I was thinking, what song am I going to talk about today for my music fact? And this is not really a music fact, but Witchy Woman. That was on in my car yesterday, and I thought, that kind of fits Lori, right? So it's the story of a mysterious woman who appears in the night, or in Chad's case, at a Preparing a People conference, and catches the attention of the narrator, who is not named James, but should have been in this context. She has magic in her eyes, and the narrator is both intrigued and wary of her powers. One of the quotes, I know you want to love her, but let me tell you, brother, she's been sleeping in the devil's bed. That's appropriate for her and Chad. And then echoed voices in the night. She's a restless spirit on an endless flight. There you go. So big, big, big news. Yesterday, Justin Lum from Fox 10 Phoenix, one of the OGs on this case, way back from when Charles was shot. I mean, he's been on this case before everything else happened. He broke the news that she was indicted in Arizona for attempted murder for Brandon Boudreaux. Now, for those of you who are kind of new to the case, and we have a lot of people who have kind of come here just since the headlines of the trial have hit, Brandon Boudreaux is the ex-nephew-in-law of Lori Vallow. He was the husband of Melanie Pulowski, who I call Melanie's and she was in this inner circle. This attempt happened just days before the attempt on Tammy Daybell by Alex Cox. Kind of thought that might be coming, and they waited till after trial to let the focus be on the victims in Idaho first, and I respect that totally. But Justin Lum tweeted out, per the indictment, Vallow and her late brother Alex Cox agreed that at least one of them or another would engage in conduct constituting the offense of first-degree premeditated murder on October 2nd, 2019. That was uh, 
I'm doing the math on my fingers, a week before the attempt on Tammy, by the way. The official press release said the Maricopa County Attorney's Office has reviewed, submitted charges for matters involving Lori Vallow that occurred in Chandler, Arizona on July 11th, 2019, which is the murder of Charles, and then also Gilbert, Arizona on October 2nd, 2019. We have made the state of Idaho aware of our intent to prosecute the defendant in Arizona for charges stemming from these submittals. After the defendant is sentenced and transferred to the Department of Corrections in Idaho, at the request of the Maricopa County Attorney's Office, the extradition process will begin. The extradition can take from several weeks to several months, and because this is a pending matter, this office will not provide any further comment, including any charging decisions made by this office. So if you're, if you're wondering about Melanie's, it's possible she could still be charged. It's possible Chad could still be charged. The only way I think Melanie's doesn't get charged in this is if maybe there just wasn't enough digital evidence tying her to the conspiracy. I kind of find that hard to believe because Brandon had just moved into this residence just maybe a week or two before and a very, very small number of people knew his address, one of those being Melanie's. And we learned at the trial that he Googled Brandon's address the day before the attempt and then the day of Googled directions to that residence. 15,000 texts, it, it was testified that they had to kind of wade through and pick out the most relevant for Idaho. So I can't imagine what else they have that we haven't seen. Now, here's the thing. People were upset yesterday. Some people said it's not fair. What about Charles? She's already facing conspiracy to commit first-degree murder charges for Charles. That was said in that announcement by Maricopa County, but that's there. So no worries. Now she's facing two more. I was thinking about Charles yesterday, and, and everything that was said on body cam footage was testified to in that trial. A sad reminder, he knew well before anybody was murdered that she was dangerous. Now, she's not expected to be sentenced maybe until summer, and there will be a pre-sentencing investigation. So what does that entail in Idaho? So I did a little research. Number one, the description of the situation surrounding the criminal activity with which the defendant has been charged, including the defendant's version of the criminal act and the defendant's explanation for the act, the arresting officer's version or report of the offense, there will be plenty, y'all, where available, and the victim's version where relevant to the sentencing decision. Any prior criminal record of the defendant. The defendant's social history, including family relationships, marital status, age, interests, and activities. The defendant's educational background, employment background, including any military records. She has none. Melanie's was in the Air Force, if you didn't know. The defendant's present employment status and capabilities, unemployed because she's in the pokey. The resident's history of the defendant, the financial status, the health, the defendant's sense of values and outlook on life in general. None of those things going to help sentencing. She will get life in prison. I mean, that's the bottom line. But the pre-sentencing investigation, just giving you a little insight into what, what they're doing. The results of any substance abuse evaluation, mental health evaluation, domestic assault and battery evaluation, psychosexual evaluation, including any report prepared under Idaho codes. I'm not going to list them all. It's a bunch of numbers. 
Also, the pre-sentence investigator's analysis of the defendant's condition. The analysis of the defendant's condition contained in the pre-sentence report should include a complete summary of the pre-sentence investigator's view of the psychological factors surrounding the commission of the crime or regarding the defendant individually, which the investigator discovers. Where appropriate, the analysis should also include a specific recommendation regarding a psychological examination and a plan of rehabilitation. The pre-sentence report may, however, recommend programs or treatment for the defendant and comment as to the length of time that may be required for the defendant to complete any recommended programs or treatment. The pre-sentence report may also comment generally on the probability of the defendant's successful completing the terms of probation or the defendant's financial ability to pay a fine imposed by the court. Psychological evaluations, the precedence investigator may recommend a psychological evaluation, but the decision as to whether to order a psychological evaluation is to be made by the sentencing judge. So essentially, it's all just formalities, and she's going to be sentenced later on in the summer, and it's going to be life in prison. What is she facing in Arizona for these conspiracy charges? Life without parole and no consideration for parole before 25 years. Her goose is cooked. She's going to prison for the rest of her life. And that's it. The other little snippet of news I have, I'm going to get more in depth as I get back to doing regular episodes. I'm going to do a big update on Brian Koberger, what I've missed the last six weeks. But he was indicted by a secret grand jury. The grand jury has found enough evidence to formally charge him with said crime. Grand juries are attended only by the prosecutors. The defense isn't there. There's no cross-exam as there would be in a preliminary hearing. And another reason to do it this way, it keeps a lot of crucial evidence they have against him out of the public. This means no preliminary hearing that was set to start June 26th. That's out of the way now. As of now, He's set to be arraigned on Monday for these charges and could face the death penalty if he's convicted of any of the four first-degree charges he faces. So that's kind of it. That's It's a quick episode. I wanted to update those two things. I'm going to go back and do kind of a crash course of the Letitia Stout case to get the facts out there. I also want to update Orrin and Orson West the trial against their adoptive parents, Trizel and Jacqueline West. So I have a lot to catch up on, but in the meantime, I'm back to normal. I'm taking Grammy to the doctor today. We're going shopping. So I'm enjoying being back home, getting things settled, kind of establishing my place in this house as mom again, which is easy with my kids. They're good ones. They're glad to have me home, I think. So anyways, that's the latest on these two cases and if anything comes up about any further charges with these conspiracy to commit first degree in Arizona I'll update you if you haven't subscribed to the channel please hit subscribe it pushes this podcast out to people who may be interested helps me grow and I owe you one if you do all right guys we'll see you soon hope you have a great rest of your day does Monday at the office feel like a storm not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, 
you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.